Welcome to The Spill Podcast. We know you're obsessed with creating your own success in your own way, and you know you've got more. More to earn, more to experience, more to create, and more to give. And you're right. You just need to know some of the pieces and the moves to make. The conversations are real, honest, funny, and hopefully valuable. Away from the filters, the reels, and having to have the perfect script. We believe in opening the door for the next woman, helping guide you with conversations and exceptional guest speakers, spilling truths, tools, and guidance to help you expand your own expression of success. And knowing that when you do, that's when the good stuff the world needs more of happens. Laughs and explicit language are almost always guaranteed. Let's spill. Okay, so today I wanna have a conversation around how to stair-step your way out of being employed and moving into self-employed mode. And if you're listening to this, if you're anywhere actually within the women's wealth space, I have to assume that you're within the space because you are at this point where you're you're asking the questions and searching for more. And that can feel like a crossroads, that can feel like big change is brewing. Um, and with that change comes questions like, well, how do I earn more income? And how do I earn different income, right? That's a whole different thing. Or how do I just have more joy in what I do next, in what I wanna do? How do I work out what I wanna do? What even could I do? <laughs> how do I get more of my time back rather than trading it for the rest of my life, for the next 40 years until the big man takes me and you know, hopefully I live a good 20 before then. So I gather that you're asking some of these questions. Uh, and so I wanna to talk to you about stair-stepping you away from employed to self-employed as the first move. And then that, that path continues, that journey continues on to really stepping into business ownership and learning those skills and, and acquiring that experience uh, to be in that space. But I think the first thing that I wanna say around this, because you know, you only have to scroll social media a little bit to see everyone's got a millionaire click link and everyone's got the way and the secret. Uh, but there are tried and true principles that I lean into and that we teach at Women to Wealth because there's just stuff that you can't skip. And if you could, everyone would have done it by now. So the first thing I want to say around this is when we're talking about being your own boss and creating your own freedom and all of that stuff, one, yeah, it's absolutely possible, but you need to know what that means for you anyway. Whole different conversation. But I also want to say that your circumstances matter. And I don't think that this gets said often enough. So when I'm chatting with a woman to see, okay, is she a, a fit for women to wealth method? Or how is it that we can help her in our space with what we do? I'm also very aware and I'm very curious as to what her or your circumstances are. Because when I'm chatting to the woman who has $500,000 sitting in the bank, right? Has that breathing space, has that runway. And then the next woman has a month's worth of rent and food to put on the table and that's it. Both of them may have the same goal, right? To build financial independence, to build this uh, financial fortress around themselves, their family, their future. But both of them have a different starting point. And that's just not even a money starting point. We have different starting points with skills and experience. There's a whole different set of things that we have that actually gives a different starting line. But our circumstances matter. You can easily understand that even though 
Each of these women have the same end goal in mind, right? Go from employed, self-employed, creating a business, having one, two, three income streams, right? Really creating, like following this path that we know works. The next step that they take, like the first best step might be a different step because their circumstances are different. So I just, I wanna say that first, your circumstances matter. You matter in this process. So I'm gonna go through the levers. I call them levers that you need to pull. And these are some of the things that we teach our women. And when you understand them and start seeing things differently, you start making different decisions and taking different actions. So let's go through the first one. I've got my notes here because I, I wanna dive into them with a bit of detail, obviously, um, but we're not gonna sit here all day because you know you gotta snooze and do all that stuff too. But let's go through lever one, number one that you need to look at. So if you're trading time for money right now, so if you're on what we call the left-hand side of the quadrant. Now, we talk a lot about Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. It's like, if you get that, if you really get what that is and understand it, it's a big part of the puzzle. So if you're operating on the left-hand side of the quadrant, now the left-hand side is being employed and self-employed to an extent as well. I know we're talking about stair-stepping to self-employed. That's not the end game, but it might be the next step. So on this side, it can feel capped. Uh, and maybe that's why you're listening into this because you feel capped in some way, capped in how you earn your money, capped in how much money you earn, capped in the amount of time that you have, capped in the amount of joy that you experience with the time that you put into your work, whatever it might be. Yeah, you may feel capped because you kind of are. Because on the left-hand side of the quadrant, this is where you're selling your time to earn money. That's the thing you're selling to earn money. So you're trading in the time to then earn the money. You only have so much time to trade. What I say before, like we all got to snooze. I'm going to snooze. Uh, we've all got to, you know, go to the toilet, do our hair. We've all got to spend time with loved ones. We've all got to, you know, take care of ourselves. Ideally go to the gym. Like there are things to do. So we really don't even have 24 hours to trade in, right? We've just got to get realistic. So we only have so much time to trade. That's why it will always be capped. But the lever to pull here is to understand the principle of return on investment. So if you have to right now trade your time in to get the money, then make that worthwhile. So you need to be making sure there's two things. One, how efficient you can be at the role that you have and the time that you're trading in, increase your efficiency. And two, get paid the maximum amount that you can get paid per hour. Yes, you will always be capped from what the market's willing to pay you or your boss says you're worth, yeah. But make it the maximum, right? If you have to trade the time in, make sure that you get the most that you can out of that time for now. So that's the first lever to pull. How can you be more efficient? How can you increase the amount you earn per hour, per time that you trade in, right? That's the first lever. Second lever is this, is skills. So I want you to think about the three things that you have. We all have these. These are our most important resources. Money, time, and skills. They're resources that we have and they're all around us, they can be learned, they can be developed, we can have more of them, we've already got some of them, but money, time, and skills. So you have to trade or invest 
one of them, eventually all three of them, to create more, right? Like this is this is something, and I think it's uh, it needs to be said, is that you can't get out of the cost. It's going to cost you in money, time, or skills. You have to put in something to then get that return. And I know that sounds really simple, and you think, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, when was the last time you invested in the best asset you have? And you're thinking, well, what's the best asset I have, Nicole? Well, it's yourself. It's your brain. It's your skills. It's you building the best asset, you as the resource. So when was the last time you did invest in yourself as the asset, right? And if you're not, then the answer might be, oh, I don't have the money to. Okay, so here's the lever that we're going to look at. If you don't have money right now to invest in the asset, being yourself or a business, right? Because this is really what we're doing when we're going from employed to self-employed. And all along the journey, we are our best asset. A business is an asset. Anything that produces passive income is an asset, right? They're the things that we need to be investing in. But if you say, well, I can't invest in me right now to speed up this path to financial independence, it's because you don't have the money or you think you don't. Really, we have the resources. It's a question of whether or not we're resourceful enough to create it and then trust ourselves to invest it and trust ourselves to do the work for it. Whole nother conversation. Don't let me get off track. Uh, but if you really genuinely like, I do not have the money, right? Well, you might need to trade more time here. I know this sounds counterintuitive because I'm talking about how do you get your time back? How do you earn different money? How do you go from employed to self-employed? Well, this might be part of the dance for you to get there. Because if you don't have the money to invest in yourself or a business, which are the assets that are going to take you to self-employed, to business owner, to investor, all of these things where the freedom and the flexibility is and the choices, they're the vehicles that are going to get you there, you and a business, then you have to trade the thing that you have, which is time. And I'm not saying to do it forever. I'm saying maybe for two months or three months or whatever it takes, you need to get the second job. You need to increase your hours. You need to trade what you have being the time, the resource of time to get the resource of money because you've got to gather that resource as much as you can, right? To get you off the starting block, to invest in the assets that you need to invest in to then move you into self-employed and business owner. So it's not a bad thing if you do need to get that second job, if you do need to work more hours. No, I know that, you know, we just want to get to the end point and be glamorous and, you know, not have to do hard things. I don't know. That that's not how it's worked for me. So I can't tell you that that's how it's going to be, <laughs> right? So if you have your time and you don't have money to invest in your assets, you're going to have to trade in more time. Get the resource of money. Gather your resources. Now, here's the lever to understand in this is if you are making the dance, the shuffle to trade more time right now to get this resource of money, then don't just go pack shelves at your local store. You can, but let's think about it a little bit differently. Don't just go do that. Remember the principle of ROI, return on investment. If you're gonna have to trade your time in a little bit more right now to get more money, then make it worthwhile. Now, it may not just be for the money. What other skills could you learn from this second job that you're gonna to have to go get or more hours that you're gonna to have to work? Who could you meet? What kind of network could you build? What could you learn? So look 
for the position, look for the role or the skill or the job that's gonna give you a better return on the skills that you'll build, on the education that you'll take from it, on the people that you'll meet, the network that you'll grow. That's a better ROI on the time traded in right now. So what you're doing is you're, you're kind of doubling down, right? Because it's like, yeah, okay, I've got to trade more time right now, but I'm going to make it so worthwhile. I'm going to squeeze the juice out of it. I'm going to make sure that, you know, if I want to be a coach, well, why don't I reach out to coaches and say, hey, this is, these are the skills that I have. Can I help you in your business? And get in that industry, get in that field, learn the thing that you want to learn to go then do what you want to do right? Don't just stack shelves. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But remember, we're looking for things like ROI. We're looking for things on how do we maximize time, money, skills, all of these things, because you're going to need them all to get you off the starting line and into your own business. So, uh, okay. So here's the next thing to look at is lever number four. And so many women have a problem with this one. And don't worry, I did too. I was so guilty of it. Uh, but here's the principle to understand. Here's the concept to get. Is you must go from, now, when you make this move, selling your time to selling something else. You must not even just understand that. You have to accept that. You have to embrace that. You have to fall in love with that idea. So yeah, if, if you want all these things that you say you want more time, more joy, doing your own thing, earning different types of income without just being employee income, then you have to go from selling your time to selling something else. Tell me another way. I'll sit. I'll wait. By the way, I'm just, you know, I'm looking at my watch that is not on my wrist because I don't even own a watch uh, for those listening in. But I guarantee you can't give me another way because no matter what option you choose, you will have to learn to sell something else other than your time. And this is when we really step into it. So remember what you've done now. You've been smart about where you currently are. You're maximizing the amount that you earn per hour that you're trading in because you have to trade it in right now. That's the resource that you have. You're becoming more efficient with that. Then if you have to build that resource even more of money and the only thing that you have to trade is your skills and your time, then make it worthwhile. Go and learn a high return skill and work in that space. What are high return skills? things that are needed, things that make sense, things like copywriting, things like becoming a remote, you know, learning sales, that skill and becoming a remote closer, things that are important for you. If you want geographical freedom, then I'd suggest you learn a skill that can give you geographical freedom. And I just listed two for you, you know, course creation. I don't know what it is for you, but there, there are high return skills and we have to be smart about if I'm going to put my time in to learn something, which one's going to be give me the biggest return back for now, for that time, so that I can gather my resources and move into the next step. So once we understand this lever, right? Now we're at lever number four, which is understanding you're gonna move from trading your time and selling your time to selling something else. And you go, well, what do I sell? Well, without getting into too much detail or giving you all this overwhelm space because there's so many things that we can sell, everything falls under one or two things. One of two things, I should say. A product or a service or both. 
You can sell both. But then it's like, well, what is that product and what is that service? And so this is lever number five. So the thing that we teach our women, and this is a process, we call it your gift factor. It is the hardest thing for you to recognize yourself, but it's the easiest thing for you to monetize first. And this is how you step into self-employed. And it's a mix of your skill sets. Yes, you have them, even though you might be thinking, I don't have any and I'm not good at anything and other people are better at me than that. No, 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 you have them, you're just devaluing them. But there are skill sets, there is life that you've lived, there is value that you have there. There are joy sets that you have. I'm not talking passion, side note, passion, totally different thing, unpredictable, unreliable. I'm talking joy sets, things that give you an energized yes. And then problems that you can solve for others or in the world, needs that you can fulfill. That's what business is. And right there, when you gain clarity on your gift factor, on your current circumstance, including how much money you have, how much time you have to invest in something, what skills you already have, what skills you'll have to learn to do the thing, and you know your circumstance, and you know where you're going, as in what do you want to create, how much do you need to earn, what type of money do you need to earn, right? There's different types of income, different conversation, but to touch on them quickly, leverage, linear, residual, passive, we want all four, but maybe we've got to start with the first one. But when you know these things, it helps with clarity. It helps you make the decisions. It helps you make your first move to step into self-employed and start monetizing your gift factor. So that's lever number five is your gift factor and working that out. And like I said, it will be the hardest thing for you to recognize yourself. Um, most of us need help with it. We just do. You know, a lot of the time, and you probably do this as well, you see more greatness in others than they see in themselves. So others will see that in you as well. And so there is a process and we take women through this process to really uncover it, identify it, and then let's move with it. And then the last lever that you may want to consider is not going it alone. <laughs> I think I'm up to lever number six. I don't know, I'm not great with all the keeping count of the numbers. <laughs> But you either go the path alone or you speed it up and you get a little bit more ease. And you find people who have been these steps, who have moved from employed to self-employed and then learning how to really run a business and then creating different types of income, right? And that's a choice as well, but that's a lever I'd definitely be pulling and that I suggest. So... Ladies, I hope that that gives you just some things to think about uh, to go, you know what, what lever am I not pulling? What lever am I not understanding here that I actually have control of? I can actually make some different decisions and actions around because all of these ones are really going to help you move into being self-employed and stair-step your way there. Not necessarily, you know, let's burn all the bridges and, you know, I've got no backup and this has to work or nothing. You may want to do that. Some people work best with back against the wall. You've got to know who you are and how you work best. But these are some levers you can pull to be smart in this move, to kind of shuffle your way there to self-employed. And then we move along from there as well. 
Uh, so I know that we are going to be doing an employed to self-employed workshop really soon where we are going to be workshopping all these levers. We're going to dive into them in a lot more detail with you um, and just help you through this process, help you get the clarity and move through this if this is something that you want to do. So I don't know when you're listening to this, if it's like around about now, which what's the date right now? 11th of uh, August then the, the workshop will be coming up really soon. So keep an eye out for those details. If it is way after that date, then you'll still be able to access it. So make sure that you get in contact with myself and the team uh, and we'll ensure that you get that workshop. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to us if you shared it with others. Until next time, drink the wine, have a laugh, learn the thing, do the thing and be the woman you know you are. Make sure to stay connected and let's keep the conversations going. Cheers.